Welcome to the Lead Tough, Not Loud podcast, where we help leaders focus on what's most important, not what's loudest. This is John Hatch with my co-host, Adam Pavis, and we are going to do part two of a discussion on work and mental health. Yeah. Um, Last episode, just to recap real quick, uh, we kind of talked about how mental health is becoming more of a, of a topic in the workplace and how the workplace affects mental health, how mental health affects the workplace uh, for individuals, but also for organizations and companies. Mm-hmm. And we had a great discussion on, on that in our last episode. Um, and we kind of finished off of kind of, you know, discussing how organizations and companies and businesses are providing benefits to address mental health mm-hmm. and for their employees and for their their team and how leaders are making a point of of doing that um, whether that's providing you know counseling or um, other things you know that can help with people's mental health in a positive way um, and yeah that's kind of where we left it but we want to kind of further discussion um, and when I, where we kind of left last episode was those are all great things, you know, that companies can do, but there is one thing I feel like (laughs) leaders can do, um, that we want to devote this episode to, to talk about, to address mental health. Um, and so that's kind of where we left last episode, where we're going to pick up today. Yeah. You had a nice, like, uh, TBC, like to be continued from the last one, which normally I don't like those. Yeah. Like when I'm watching, I was just watching a show on Apple TV not that long ago that did that. And like, I was like leaning forward. I was so, the drama was so high and the episode end and I was like, oh, well, let's just, I'm just going to binge this next thing. I don't care if I'm tired for work tomorrow. And there is no season two yet. And I almost wrote them a letter personally to, like, you can't just do that to someone. (laughs) So just leave them for three months until the next season comes out. Well, and of course it's one of those things nowadays where you're like, I don't know. Maybe it will never get renewed, but luckily this uh, did get renewed. Gotcha. And we are going to be talking about this, but I'm, I, I honestly, I think it was wise to split it into two. Um, that's a, that's a big topic to cover in, in one full episode. Um, I know we, we put it kind of a, a big emphasis with the lead tough podcast on just keeping them shorter in the world of mm-hmm. podcasting nowadays. Um, cause leaders are busy and if you're yep. a busy person and then we're asking, for an uninterrupted, you know, hour, hour and 15 minutes of your life. That's a long, it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, so keeping them shorter, but then that sometimes means we split things into two, um, yeah. like, like this episode. So I think, I think it was smart, but based on the recap and where we left off. Um, so like you had said earlier, you're going to talk kind of the one, the one thing on, you know, how to, how to, um, I was almost going to say like lift the spirits, but that's not even necessarily it. It's it's <laughs> to be proactive so that you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so try and be preemptive uh, so that you don't have an entire team of people that are like ready to walk out the door and then suddenly hit that point of thinking, hey, I should probably do something about this. Yeah. You know, we want people to try and hit that point a lot earlier. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you you're taking us right where we want to go with what leaders can do because I know like last episode we ended with, you know, again, here's all the benefit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, employers are starting to provide benefits that address mental health for their employees. And I think that's great. That's fantastic. But to your point, those are all reactive 
like steps mm. towards the mental health issue. So they're reactive, right? So it's all, almost like, you know, you're providing benefits that in case this happens, right? In case we need this, in case our people need this, hey, we're going to provide this for them, which is a reactive, you know, approach mm-hmm. to to mental health. And so the suggestion of the big thing, which probably isn't going to blow away, you know, everybody listening yeah. to this, but it is actually being proactive in addressing mental health. And there's you're proactive. The step of being proactive about that is not to kind of come out and say, Hey guys, we just know that mental health is an issue. So um, if Instagram. anybody's dealing with it, you know, please let us know. So yeah. we can, it's not doing that. It's actually being proactive in creating an environment that is good for the mental health of your people. Mm-hmm. And, and really that's what we want to talk about. It all, it all has to do with engagement. And so can you proactively engage your people, engage your team? If you're a leader, um, in a way that is positive for them, that actually the workplace, the place that that they come and work for you, that they try to achieve things, whatever it is, is a positive environment for them. Mm -hmm. And so taking proactive steps to create that kind of environment addresses the mental health of your team. Um, Because then work becomes something that isn't a drain, isn't something that leads to burnout. It becomes something that is a positive part of the, of their lives. And so that's, and when we're proactive in doing that, man, that's, that's an amazing step. And so that's kind of the, that's the thing that we want to talk about in this episode with, with leaders of, in terms of doing that is the proactivity aspect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So two couple things on this. First of all, I'm going to, uh, as my friends from the, we are for good podcast would say, I'm going to drop a truth bomb here. Okay. Uh, I just want to put this out there for everyone listening, if you are a leader or you're in any kind of an organization and you're at the point where your team is dealing with burnout or you're sensing it big time and so you're looking for resources like this to try and address these issues, please don't feel like you did anything wrong. This is a very, very tricky thing to try and figure out. Um, it's a it's a it's a tall order to create a space that's, you know, um, a place of productivity where people are moving forward, they're, you know, if I'm trying to think through like the different kinds of businesses, but if you're making a product or you're offering a solution to whatever it is that you're doing, we need to keep that ball rolling, but we need to do it in a way where we don't use the ball to roll over the people (laughs) helping us keep the ball rolling, you know? Um, And so that kind of leads into one of the questions that I was curious about was there's a, I hear this a lot in, in business, in the business world, um, and a lot of the the places that I work with and things like that is this idea of that this is a job that we're not here. Like, I guess it's just where, where, what would you recommend kind of give us a quick idea of what you would recommend as the balancing act between this is your job. We're here to make money. We're here to produce something. If we don't make money, I can't employ you guys. We would lose a lot more. But then on the flip side of that is you kind of know that those people, those bosses, those managers, they can't do what they're trying to do without people who are mentally healthy, happy, excited to show up to work, honestly, just not quitting. <laughs> you know, you need people to accomplish what you're doing. Yeah. Where's the balancing, the tipping point between the two, I guess? Yeah, I don't. It's a good question. I don't know if it's necessarily a balance or if it's just more a matter of trust from leadership. Okay. Trusting the fact that, hey, if you take care of your people, then production will take care of itself. Mm. And I know that sounds like cliche, right? It sounds like this (laughs) 
positive psychology leadership cliche kind of statement. But the reality is it's true. Yeah. And the research shows it. Mm-hmm. Like it just does. There's lots of research out there, um, you know, that, that shows that, Hey, if you take care of your people and your people feel like they're taking, being taken care of, they're going to produce for you. Mm-hmm. They're going to become more efficient. They're going to want to. And that's what in, because mentally they're, that affects their mental health. Yeah. It just does. So imagine, imagine this, Adam, imagine there's a place of work, right? That people loved being a part of. Okay. Where employees loved coming to work. They felt supported. It's a workplace where they wanted to be because being there was the best part of their day. Ooh. Like imagine that, right? Sounds warm, fuzzy. Okay. But is it possible? I believe it is. And imagine like there's, you have employees. Imagine you have a team of people who, man, they look forward to the weekend, right? It's been a long work, a long week of work for them. They look forward to the weekend, but they, when they get to the weekend, right, they're enjoying their weekend and they're doing whatever they do to get refreshed and all that stuff too. But when the weekend is coming to an end, they're looking forward to being back at work because they love being back at work. Right. (laughs) Man. And because where they work and the people they work with and the leaders they work for is something they enjoy being a part of. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Imagine, you know, uh, working for a place like that and imagine what that would do mentally for people. Do you know where this place is? I'm just curious. <laughs> Everybody's is like, there... okay, where are they hiring? Yeah. You know, I was like, just thinking that same thing. Yeah. It's like, so, let me know. When yeah. You... And that's, that's what yeah. being proactive and creating an environment. If, if leaders can take that step of being proactive and creating that kind of culture, that kind of environment and creating that kind of engagement from their people, man, like to me, like, and the research shows this, that when you have a culture, when you have engagement that is positive like that, it benefits people mentally mm. in a positive way. Yeah. And that's the step that I think as leaders, we need to start thinking of. Not saying it's not, it's, it's not okay to have all those benefits, those health benefits of like counseling and therapy and whatever people oh, need yeah, for mental totally. health. Right, absolutely. But again, recognizing that those are reactive things and there's a lot of on the proactive side we can do to to make our places of work as leaders mentally beneficial for our for our people. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about. And if we can do that, man, we've, we've taken a huge step in towards engagement, even towards retention of people. Um, and we've addressed kind of mental health, you know, in a in a positive way. Yeah. So so I. Uh, I, again, now I'm all distracted thinking, where is this place that he's talking about? <laughs> when we're talking a lot of times on this podcast, I know, I know, I know, at least for me, I'm thinking through like past scenarios. Sometimes if it's negative or positive thinking, like we're drawing from a place of reality on this, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, he knows somewhere he's got somewhere in his head that he's like, this place is great. Try to figure out why you're holding out on me on that, but it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> um, here's my, let's, so here's what I want to do. I want to pitch you a fake company and then I'm curious, like, what would you say would be the, because again, I'm big on the proactive, like ide- ideology behind all this, but I'm also big on the give me actionable items or mm-hmm. our listeners actionable items, things that they can legitimately leave listening to this and go start doing or kind of check against what they're currently doing. The tricky part is 
I mean, we're, we're on a podcast talking to, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of different types of businesses and peoples and leaderships and organizations and all kinds of stuff. So it's not necessarily a one size fits all type of thing. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's say we'll, we'll go with the world that I'm the most familiar with and which would be, let's say that you're, you're doing a leadership development for a design studio. So a design firm that does, you know, large scale, major brand type of stuff. They've got a staff of, let's say, uh, 25 to 30, like, and that includes like designers, videographers, photographers. So you're dealing with a huge range of different personality types, different stuff going on. What, what would kind of, what, what would you start to do or help coach or guide them in when it comes to being very proactive about mental health for their teams, for their people at that point? Um, so I would, I would say what, you know, again, back to the proactive about, how can you engage your people? Right. Because so taking steps towards engaging your team, um, in the work that you're doing and because when people are engaged, their mental health is better. Mm -hmm. So now again, there's different types of engagement too, right? You can, you can force your people to engage, um, which kind of isn't positive mental health. You know, um, it can be, it can be a negative thing. If you're kind of cracking the whip, if you're like, Hey, we got to get this done. And you're, you're engaging them forcefully. Um, that's not good. So in case you guys missed that and you want to write that down, forcing someone to be happy in the workplace <laughs> doesn't work usually as far as we know most yes. of the time. Yes. Or forcing them to engage and then thinking they're going to be happy. Yeah. That it's going right? to be great. Then that's not, that's not good. You got to think again about that. Um, but engaging them in a way that they that's that's positive Mm -hmm. basically so i would you know here's here's some steps and these aren't like necessarily you know one size fits all you need to take these every leader needs to take these every different organization and whatever field of work you're in you got to think through it and everybody has different people that work for them so you need to think about it in the context of of your people and who you're leading but um it's not a one size fits all but that's, that's honestly, to me, that's the great thing about this and about kind of some practical things that I'm going to give, you know, here, um, with it. So I would, I would, you know, I'm going to just talk about three things and these aren't three things that necessarily, this is the list. These are the three things that are going to fix everything. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot more to fostering engagement, to creating a positive environment and a positive culture for your people that's going to affect their mental health. But the first thing I would say is you need to, you need to, as a leader, think about what it means to develop your people in a positive way. Like developing your team is really important. First of all, it's just important for your organization and your business Mm. because the more your people are growing, the better they are becoming as, as people and as employees and as part of your team, the better your organization is going to be. Um, that's just, that's just naturally how it works. Um, but when people feel like, they're being invested in, in a positive development, development way, they're going to, it's going to mentally have a, have a mentally positive effect on them, which then affects their mental health because they feel like, Hey, somebody cares enough about me to invest in me, Mm. to want me to grow. And, and the best way I would say to do this is with a strengths based approach towards development. Um, that's, I've just seen, those are the, the best things. And when I walk teams through the strengths based, you know, approach towards 
developing personally than as a team, it just goes a whole lot further um, than talking about weaknesses or talking about what you're not good at and, hey, how can we address these things? No, let's just focus on what individuals are, what their strengths are, yeah. and then what, how does that work as a team and, and kind of carrying that forward. What, what's interesting about that too is, I, I guess in my mind, the strength strengths-based approach, it's kind of a tongue twister there, it almost that almost will will actively highlight the areas that people are not obviously as strong in and that they would need someone else to fill in those different areas. But it doesn't work really work the other way. So if I just tell you, hey, I'm not really good at A, B, and C, then everyone's just thinking, okay, so he's not good at A, B, and C. If I tell you that I'm really good at these things and then someone else says, hey, I'm really good at these three things, I'll tell you, oh, that's fantastic because that's something I'm not good at. So I'm happy that you're here because yeah. that's an area where we can lean on you. Yeah, it naturally that it naturally comes out in the conversation when you realize, hey, your strengths are different than mine. Okay, now we complement each other. So the, the mental aspect that people leave with from something like that is I leave feeling, well, everyone would leave feeling kind of elevated and people are cheering me on for the things that I'm really good at. And you also leave feeling a sense of like, mental peace and like, okay, everything's okay. Because even the areas that I would normally stress about not being good at, I just found out that a bunch of people on my team are actually really good at that. So I don't really need to stress about those anymore. I can go focus on the things that I'm really, absolutely really good at. Absolutely. So that that's one thing. The the other thing I would say is leaders need to build, take small steps of building trust with your team. When people Mm -hmm. feel like they're trusted and they feel like they can trust leadership that goes miles for mental health. Mm. Um, and I think one thing practically I think that leaders can do to build trust is to give your people all the tools they need that's necessary for them to do their job and to do it well. Mm. Okay. I think, you know, a lot of times we as leaders ask people to get certain tasks done or certain jobs done, but we don't give them the tools they need. Sometimes they even ask for the tools and we're like, no, no, no. we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And again, like I know there's budget issues with that. You got to figure out, can I afford these tools? Can I not? Totally. You know, but when people have, when they feel like they have the tools that they need to accomplish what they're being asked to accomplish, man, they look at their work in from a more positive aspect. Hey, I can get this done because I have what I need to get it done. And so I, I, I'm going to accomplish, I'm going to do it well. And I think when people feel like they're supported and they're cared for because they've been given the tools necessary to do what they need to do again, that affects their mental health in a positive way. So I would, I would say leaders can do, if you can do that, give your people the tools they need to accomplish what you're asking to accomplish. That will go like very far in creating engagement, which then fosters mental health in a positive life. I think we've all experienced that the workplace where you start and they're, you know, you're, you're going in kind of thinking, okay, I'm here, I'm brand new at this. And like day one, it's, you know, they're like, here's your computer, here's your mouse, here's your monitor, here's your, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't don't need anything (laughs) at this point. Like they gave me, and you feel good. Like you feel invested in where you're, you're thinking, man, I I must be worth these people's time. If I have a computer that's still wrapped in cellophane and the monitor in a box, like it's not like, here's some old stuff for you to try and make work. I, I think, and I think leadership, one great step leadership can take, can take is ask your people if they have everything they need. 
Oh, ask them. Yeah. Like, do you have everything you need? Is there something else that we need to think about getting? Is there another tool? Is there another piece of software? Is there something else that would help you do this better or I, more efficiently? I can feel the, leader, the leaders out there cringing. I don't want to ask that because what if they ask for something? <laughs> yeah. And, well, it's scary to ask too, right? Because you're it like, is, yeah. man, I got to pay now thousands of dollars for this thing. You can ask. Just simply asking doesn't mean you actually have to do it. But be honest about, hey, we really can't afford that now, or that's something maybe we can build towards. Okay, mm-hmm. let's stop. But simply asking shows that you're you're trusting, hey, trusting them to tell you, and you want to trust them that, okay, hey, I want to know, like, how do you see your work and what, what do you see that could make things better, more efficient? Yeah. Just simply asking, having the conversation builds trust. And you don't have to promise, okay, yeah, we're going to... We'll have that next month, you know, whatever. Don't promise things, but just have the conversation and, and that maybe take steps towards providing the tools that that they would need. Yeah. So, so the third thing, you know, that I would say in terms of being proactive with engaging your people that affects their mental health in a positive way is to figure out how to continuously help your people understand that how, what they do matters to the bigger purpose of your organization. Mm -hmm. You got to help them continuously understand, Hey, what your, your task, the job you have and what we're asking you to do, here's how it affects the bigger mission, the bigger purpose, the bigger value that we're providing as an organization to our clients, to our customer base, or even in the impact we're having on the world. If you can do that, um, when people understand that what they do matters to the bigger picture, that goes, that, that has a huge positive effect on, on people mentally and, and affects mental health in a positive way. And so those, you know, but you can, you can be creative and have fun with how you do that with your team. You don't have to do it just like everybody else does. You can, or you can look at how other people do it, how other organizations do it and figure out, man, how do people, how do other organizations and companies connect their people to the bigger purpose and bigger mission of what they're doing? But have fun with it. Be creative with it. In fact, all of those steps, and that isn't just the list. You know, that's just three things. There's so much more that you can do to help people engage and have a positive effect on them mentally, where then their work and the work they do for you is something they look forward to doing. Um, there's so much you can do with that. Yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, this is where leadership can can get creative in how they do this. Yeah. That they can have fun with it. Um, it's tough. You got to think through it. You know, you got to do the work of it, but you can have fun with it too and be creative in how you engage your people and have a positive effect on their mental health. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's fun to think through the, the idea of a team that's, that's healthy and growing. And, um, I know it's scary to think, man, what if we, if we have a client who's just treats my team like garbage, all the time, it's super tough, or just a situation if it's not, you know, the creative firm like we had talked about earlier. But if it's like anything going on where it's like this situation just burns my team out, it's scary to think about removing that and thinking, man, that that would cost us money, or we would lose, we wouldn't be having the the income from this specific client situation, whatever it is. But if you think about a team that's excited to come to work and excited to fill in that gap and go, man. I feel so much better. I'm excited to come to work on Monday. I have fresh ideas. I'm, I'm amped to be here. How much more do you gain? You know, like what happens to your organization at that point when everyone is operating at 10 instead of everyone's operating at like two or three, but we have this one grumpy client that everyone just kind of has to deal with, you know? So 
That's fantastic. I think we have a, just a few minutes left. We're already even a little bit longer than we normally would be. But I have one really important question that I think would be good for you to kind of talk some of our listeners through. How do, how do you teach leadership to care? Because there's a lot of times where I'm, I've seen or I've experienced leadership. It's just not, they just don't care. And I don't mean that to sound like, you know, I'm coming down on anybody or any kind of an organization or anything like that. But it's just, they have the mindset of it's not my job to care. This Mm -hmm. isn't really what we're here for. Kind of like we talked about earlier, that idea of this is a place of business. We're here to, to make money and for us to pay you, blah, 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 blah. You have that whole thought process going on. So it kind of creates an environment where they don't care. How do you teach leadership to care? How do you teach them to care about their people on a, on a level deeper than, Hey, I really noticed your numbers were down. Just wanted to chat through that. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I think, um, you know, basically it's, it's helping them and coaching them through and asking questions and stuff, but getting leadership to understand that the greatest asset they have is their people. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand that we have to understand that as leaders. Um, and this is for the majority, if not all of organizations and companies out there, the greatest tool you have to provide the value you're providing for your clients and customers is your people. And if you don't develop and you don't invest in your people, then you're, you're refusing to invest and develop the best asset you have. Yeah. And eventually that's going to catch up with you. Um, and so you have to come, that realization that your people are your responsibility and, and they are your greatest asset. And if you can have that mindset, then you're going to do what you need to do to proactively, um, engage them and help them do their work better, which ultimately then, you know, is productive for you and your organization and productive for your bottom line. So that's, that's kind of what, and there's a whole process and figuring out, realizing that, you know, and stuff too, that I take leaders through and coach them through and take teams through and as well too. But I think I would just say that's, that's what we have to realize mm, that yeah. our people are our greatest asset and we have to then proactively understand that w- the engagement that we try to foster and the environment and culture that we try to create has an effect on the mental health of our people. Mm-hmm. And if we can do, be proactive in, in making that a positive thing, we've gone a long way in, in helping people and helping our organization. Hey, thanks for listening. We know your time is valuable, so we hope this episode was valuable to you. For more information about Lead Tough Not Loud, visit leadtough.com.